0: In the following live session recording, Michael Flowers, State RA and Camp Kaleo Director, State Missionary, Georgia Baptist Mission Board, shares in a session entitled, Purpose-Filled, Mission Skilled. This session will aid the listener in discovering your purpose in Christ and gaining the skills to fulfill that purpose. Let's join Michael now. I'm so glad that you guys have embarked on this journey of Go Georgia and especially what I'm gonna be talking about today Uh, purpose-filled mission skill and uh, in this day and time we definitely need men women and especially our next generation of boys and girls knowing what that purpose is and and gaining the skills to to effect that purpose and I I had this saying up here on the board Your mission doesn't begin with your agenda, but with God's purposes. He wants to reach the world with the gospel. And every Christian's life mission should be to fulfill God's mission. Don't you agree that should be the statement of of every believer in the church? And uh, this past summer, uh, for 2019 at Camp Kaleo, our, our theme was God's Purpose our purpose and our goal was to teach the children that came to camp how to share the gospel message how to share testimony how to uh, make a difference with a gospel presentation our kids they they learn uh, the Romans road our kids learn how to uh Approach people uh, with a means to, you know, introduce them to the gospel. And and so I introduced them to this right here. And I'd go up to complete strangers. And uh, at Walmart, Sam's, uh, restaurants, you name it, I'd go to complete strangers. I'd say, Excuse me, sir, may I ask you a question? And I'd say, Sure. And I'd say, Which one of these is bigger? Which car is bigger? The same size. The orange one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which car is bigger? <laughs> I thought you said the orange was bigger. Oh, yeah. Huh? I'm holding up level. Now watch this. You're right. They are the same size. And I would share this with strangers. I it's the same size. It's an it's an optical illusion. Observe. I say it's called deception. And you, sir, have been deceived. You've been deceived. And I would go on to say, I want to share with you two very important truths. The first truth is this. Satan is the biggest deceiver on planet Earth. He's come to steal your life. He's come to kill your life. He's come to destroy your life. Truth number two, Christ Jesus has come. You may have life and have life to the full. Now, sir, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Or are you still in the process? And they never, never did anyone fail to answer that question. Everywhere. Walmart, Sam's, Cheddars, old Charlie's, gas stations, everywhere I went. I'd probably have 20 plus gospel conversations a week this past summer. Everywhere I went, gospel conversations. There was no time a person failed to answer that question. They'd say, Well, I'm a believer. Yes, I know Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. How? And they'd say, Tell me how to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I'd say, Well, that makes you my brother. You're my brother. Now these cards are for you. And I tell them, if you're not fishing, you're not following. If you're not fishing, you're not following. If you're not intentionally going out and having gospel presentations with people on a daily basis, you're not following Christ. And I tell them on the back of the card, there's a website on the back of the blue card. Go to that website and you could click on resources, and you could order some of these tracks—a hundred for ten dollars. A hundred for ten dollars. And so, go fishing. And I say, do you say I simply for me to get this conference? And man, I said, absolutely. That was amazing. At a car wash, I'm sitting there with my wife, you know, and I didn't share it with a cashier and came and sat down with her, and there's a guy, African-American, beside me, and I said, excuse me, sir, may I ask you a question? And I went through that process with him, and he was a believer, so I gave him cards, and I went out in the front of the place. He looked at my wife, and he said, does he belong to you? She said, yeah. <laughs> he said, what a novel way to talk about Jesus. And so this summer, we shared this with all the staff at Camp Clayton Every single staffer was given multiple cards. And on the weekends, when they went into town, their charge was, wherever you go, find a complete stranger and share the cards. Share the Roman road. And so, they did. And they'd come back on Sunday night and they'd share their experience. You know, and of course, every single camper that came to camp, they went home not with a red and blue card, but with a black and orange, because it's it's, it's, um, age-appropriate, the material on the back is age-appropriate, and so we gave all those kids cards like this, and they started learning the Roman road, they learned two verses on Monday, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, and they'd come up to me, they call me Major, Major, i got to share with you, and they start sharing scripture. It was competition. What cabin could learn the most scripture? And so those kids learned the Roman road. They learned how to ask these questions and learned how to present the gospel message. And so, purpose-filled. Our purpose is the Great Commission. Our purpose is to proclaim the good news and to acquire the mission skills to be able to proclaim the gospel. And so... Those people I asked, if they were believing believer, and they said, yes, well, God gave them a the card. It meant challenged them, gave them a the challenge. You go. Now, for those individuals who said, uh, no, I'm, I haven't made a decision. I'm, I'm still in the process. where well, then I asked them a question. Uh, Brother, if you were to die today, God forbid that was to happen, if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? And I kid you not, I had almost, uh, almost 99% of the people would say, I have no idea. I don't know. And when they said, I don't know, I said, can I please share with you how you can know if you were to die today that you would spend eternity in heaven? And they said, sure. And two guys at Sam's in the parking lot, I led the faith in Christ Jesus, two complete strangers. I had a guy from, uh, who's from the United Kingdom who has moved to Woodstock. Came through the camp right before summer camp, and uh, just by chance, and he left there saved. I Put those cards out, share with him, and man, before about thirty minutes later, he's on his knees in my office, previously Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when he stood up, he tears running down his face. He said to me, "Thank you, thank you for telling me this." Now. There's many times I did not get to share the gospel presentation, you know, at, at, a, at a Cheddar's or, or, or Charlie's or the gas station. But I did share two important truths, two biblical truths, you know. I gave the cards, the two truths. Satan is the biggest deceiver. Because, you know, I said, on that card, you have just been deceived. It's a great conversation starter. I mean, people are like, are you a magician? How are you doing that? Are you a magician? And so it, it just, it breaks down those barriers, You know, and man, I I disarmed them. And now, i got a few minutes. Satan's come to destroy your life. But Christ Jesus couldn't even have life to the full. Now, please take these cards and say, now read the back of those cards. Those cards are yours. Read the back of those cards. And go to that website. And there's a link. Save yourself some pain. I mean, we've been at Burger King or at McDonald's or Taco Bell and just be able to briefly share those cards with a person. And we go sit down, and you'll see these people just reading those cards, reading those cards. And I see them disappear and go back and share with people in the back. Had a woman at uh, Cheddar's, our server. She went in the back room and came back. She said, can I have another cassette? Uh, my, my, my person back there took it, and, and I want another one. At Old Charlie's, share with a server. And she came back, had five servers with her. I got to give them all cards, share with them at a restaurant. I'm sitting there eating, they laugh, and here comes another server. He pulls up a chair, sits down. He says, tell me about this. You see, your mission doesn't begin with your agenda. (laughs) See, we got to get rid of our, our agendas, our own personal agendas. Say, hey, it's not about me but with God's purposes on earth. And what is God's purpose? To reconcile a lost and dying world unto Himself. And guess what? Every Christian life should be to fulfill that mission. And so that's what's so important about purpose-filled, mission-skilled, uh, missions-education. We need uh, men who are going a distance in their own local church to develop the next generation of boys who will be on mission for Jesus Christ to reach their generation. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, we, we were so hard to teach those kids, so diligent to teach those kids how to use these cards, teaching the Roman road. So guess what? When they go to their home, they can share it home. You see, there's nine mission fields. You know, are you aware there's nine mission fields? There are nine mission fields. The first mission field is your life. That's the first field. And you've got to ask yourself this very important question. How well do I represent Jesus Christ in my own life? You see, it starts right there. If you don't have a daily, growing walk with Jesus Christ personally, there's no way that you can affect those around you. It starts right in your life. And so my challenge to our campers, my challenge to our staff was every day, rise up early and bend your knees. Bend your knees, bend your will, open up God's holy word and say, Lord Jesus, speak to me personally. I say he will by his Holy Spirit through his written word he'll speak to you and as he speaks to you write that down. God wants to do a work in and through your life by his precious Holy Spirit but he uses his spirit in his word. And so you got to have that daily walk and so that's what we taught our kids. Uh, My staff every night had 29 staff but every night those staffers had small groups And that staffer was to share his testimony. So those campers heard three testimonies from every cabin. And at worship service, they got to hear testimonies every worship service from staffers. Why was that important? Because what was your life like before you came to know Christ? (laughs) You know, those campers heard how the staffer's life was prior to coming to Christ. Then those campers heard how he came to Christ how she came to Christ why how and why why did did they trust Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior and then what was their life like after that how has it affected their lives those campers heard 29 testimonies during that week and we had campers because of the testimonies of our staff and because of the preaching of God's word 92 kids came to faith in Christ Jesus Nine two kids. We had a teenager couldn't have faith in Christ Jesus. I mean, he was lost, doing drugs. You know, not. I mean, he said he was saved, but he wasn't. Came to camp, and through the testimony of the staff, came to faith in Christ Jesus. And man, it was a radical change in that person's life. And so, to Accomplish this person, fish, person field mission skilled purpose, we got to start with our life. The first mission field, and then you're home. And so our kids were challenged okay, now that you've heard the gospel message, go share it at home. Take it, share it with your mom and dad. Uh, develop a family tree, get a family tree. Have you guys ever filled out a family tree? Drawing a family tree? Huh? You know, yeah. that's what we gotta start. We gotta start with my life first. And then you, you you know, you draw your you draw your tree, the branches, you know, and put the names of family members. You know, people who are lost. And start praying for your family members and pray for opportunities that God would give you to reach your family members. And that's what we told our kids. Man, you got to pray for them. Pray for them. And so, if I'm walking with Christ in my own personal life, it's going to affect my home life. And then, my church. Do you see the progression? If I'm affected, being affected in my own life with Christ, guess what? It's going to impact my, my wife. It's going to affect my children. You know? If I have a daily quiet time, am I leading my family to have a quiet time? Am I leading my family to, to open up God's word and to read God's Word and pray God's word to know it? To to do it, to to share it, to pray it in my family. As my family is growing, then man, guess what? It goes to the church. Can you imagine how strong our churches would be if man if every single man at home, according to Psalm sixteen eight, would rise, up, would, would, would rise up early and say, I have set the Lord continually before me. If every man would say, I want to set the Lord continually before me because He's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Man, that's going to affect the family. That family is going to affect the church. The church is then going to affect the schools. The schools are going to affect the community. It's just a can you see that natural progression, but it's got to start right here in my life, in my life, and so there is a resource that that uh, that's available, and uh, it's called Purpose Field Mission Skill. It's a workbook. It's a tremendous workbook to be used uh, for for leaders for youth. Uh, You can download. Uh, this workbook off off my website, the ga-ra.org website. And I want to share with you uh, some of these skills that you'll learn. Uh, in this booklet, you're going to focus on these nine mission fields. You're going to be made aware of the mission fields. But these are the skills that you're going to acquire as you go through this process. Uh, because we have got to affect each of these fields. And so, listen to these skills you're going to learn. The first skill knows, an own mission Christian knows the mission that God has for rescuing the world. I truly believe that most of our church members have forgotten this. You know what I'm saying? They don't know the mission. And let me tell you, When you don't know the mission, you go out of business. Would you agree with that? Is that not a good statement? When you don't know the mission, you go out of business. And so we need to reconnect the church, the individuals, to God's mission. And that is to reach a lost world. The second skill, pray for guidance and for salvation of others. And so daily, you're praying, God, help me to know the mission... And secondly, God helped me to pray for those who are lost. And so, man, I'm praying for members of my home. I'm praying for my church. I'm praying for my school. There's another process called the journey or the quest. There's material on my website, the journey or the quest, where when a student is on this level, they're doing prayer walks around their school. They're starting Christian clubs they're starting Christian ministries in their school. And it builds. It's a process. Uh, here's a third mission skill. Targets a lost group. Now, can you imagine leading your church through this process? You know, through this blueprint where everybody's knowing the mission, we're praying for the salvation of others. Man, we're, we're targeting specific groups. It could be a specific area in your community. Or it could be the children or youth. or You know what I'm saying? You're you're targeting a group. Uh, Four, trained to understand the culture of lost groups. My goodness. I mean, the younger generation is a different culture. You know, I mean, I'm 57 years, 56 years old. And my college staffers come. I've been doing this for 18 years. And every year is different the younger, the older I get and the younger these kids are, I need their help to help reach these kids. And so they helped me a lot in our pre-camp training in helping to develop how we're going to reach our kids. Uh, here's another skill. Develops relationships with a wide variety of people. Strategizes to reach target groups. Develops strategic partnerships to accomplish the mission. And that's what we share with our kids. I said, you know, hey, uh, the staff and I—we're working together to reduce lostness. The staff are partnering with you, campers, to, to teach you to help reach your peers, peer to peer. You know, uh, it may be very difficult for someone my age to go reach uh, a twelve-year-old or a thirteen-year-old. Don't you? Would you think that'd be hard? I mean, I, we're not even the same zip code. I mean, you know, we're just. But you know what? I, I find it a whole lot easier to converse with me and my age. You know? Uh, as, I, as I'd go to Walmart or whatever, I, I'd encounter teenage, teenage kids, and I'd do the cards with them, you know, and, and man, they would get a kick out of you know. Uh, but man, they didn't want to stand and talk with a 56-year-old man that long, you know what I'm saying? I'd give them the cards and say, hey, y'all go share it with somebody. But we've got to reach this younger generation and help give them the skills to reach their generation. Um, Trains to be effective in serving others. Implements specific plans to reach others. Delivers the message of the gospel to others. Disciples new believers. Shares the mission with other Christians. I mean, those 12 skills are covered in this book. And like I said, I have this, this material on my website that you can download for free. Just download. It's no longer produced. It was produced by the North American Mission Board uh, years back with uh, Alan Husing. And when WMU, when NAM gave RAs and Mission Education back to WMU, I got all that I could get of this in Bible studies and other material that's it, just going to be never, never see the light of day again. And I said, I want to use it. Because I've been in ministry 30, 36 years. This is the best material I've seen in developing on Mission Christians. It's the best. And I've shared this with pastors different parts of the state. And they're like, man, we want to start doing this. So this is a good resource. Purpose-filled, mission-skilled. And later I'm going to show you how to uh, get that resource. Well, you think about this, looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got, to, we've got to know and develop our young people to reach uh, these mission fields. And we can't. It's hard to tackle all at one time. It's just like you got kids going on a mission trip. I mean, here they're going right here to my world. They have literally skipped from my life, gone from my life to my world on mission trips or from my life to some place in the United States and they have not acquired the skills. You, you basically put the cart before the horse. And so through the journey and through the quest, there's six years of material on the website. Six years of material you can use to take a young man or a young woman to be able to go from here To my world. And once they've gone through that six years, you got you a young person who knows the mission and their own mission. They are purpose filled, they are mission skilled to make a difference, and they're top notch kids. And so that is a tremendous, tremendous resource. Another resource that I like to use. And you guys are familiar with operation multiplication. Operation multiplication comes in a packet like this. I've been using operation multiplication for years. There again, purpose filled, mission skilled. Would you believe that nine out of ten, nine out of ten laity? And clergy combined, nine out of ten have never led one single person faith in Christ Jesus. You ever heard that stat? Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten have never led one single person faith in Christ Jesus. And so through operation multiplication, it's a a mentoring process. It's an eight seventeen week one on one process of a mature Christian believer. Mentoring a new believer or a uh, someone who's not as mature in the local church to become a discipler, and there's three commitments we make through this process. The first commitment is to have a daily quiet time and keep a spiritual journal. That is so key. If every single believer would rise up daily and have a daily quiet time and keep a spiritual journal, Lord Jesus, speak to me personally. Man, what a difference that would make in our churches. But for, for the most part, I guess, I guess probably 95% of our church members do not have a daily quiet time. Do not even open up God's Holy Word throughout the week, except on Sunday. And so, have a daily quiet time and keep a spiritual journal. The second commitment, pray for an opportunity to share your faith every day. So here you got this believer, they're in the Word daily, they're growing daily, they're keeping a journal. Lord Jesus speaking to me personally, and they're praying for an opportunity to share their faith. They're focusing on, on my life, they're, they're doing the things to be a mature believer. And then the one they win the faith in Christ Jesus, guess what they're going to do? They're going to mentor that person for 17 weeks and you meet for an hour hour and a half at a restaurant or at their home or somewhere but it's one-on-one one-on-one now we have the one-on-many the pastor to the congregation we got the one-on-some the Sunday school teacher to the Sunday school class but what we do not have is the one-on-one one man mentoring another man or one woman mentoring another woman and let me tell you That is so greatly needed in this day and time. And so this process, what we have here, this little booklet is called The Eight Session Discipler Equipping Guide. This little booklet will cover the call to joy, four weeks, and call to growth for four weeks. So it gives you exposure to both of those books. So you take a spiritually mature leader and walk with that person for eight weeks through this little booklet following these instructions, and after eight weeks, you turn them loose and say, Go get another guy, and I get another guy. And so you've gone from two guys to four guys, from four guys to eight guys, from eight guys to 16, from 16 to 32, 32 to 64, and so on. And so my last pastorate in South Carolina, in my second year, I mean, we, we was growing, we was reaching people, but man, we wouldn't get much traction. And I had a guy from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary come to me. He called me up, wanted to come meet with me and my buddy Corey Goldman because we were Southwestern grads. And he said, I want to come share with you this material. And so he came and met with us. He shared with us how to use this material. And I said, man, I've been looking for something like that. All my years of ministry, there's nothing like it. And there's not. You won't find this, well you can't find it Lifeway anyway, Lifeway, you know. But you mm-hmm. wouldn't find it at Lifeway, you wouldn't find it at the North American Mission Board because they said, we're, he went there, Billy Hanks Jr., he's the author of this material. And they said, Billy, we're not ready for that kind of material. Went to Lifeway, we're not ready for that. You got the seven-day Believers New Guide, you got some other things. So he went to Southwestern, and met with Ken Hemphill, he says, we want this. And every student be required to go through this material. And so I took it, I implemented it. My buddy Corey, he put it on the shelf, bookshelf. And like I said, our last five years there at that church, we were in the top 10% of baptisms in the state of South Carolina. Our last 15 months, we baptized 79 new believers. And we're in a community that was out seven miles from town, Uh, is an uh, area that's established. There's no growth in that community. It's an established community, so nothing's being built. The mills are shutting down. We're 10 miles from Lake Greenwood, so there's no growth. I mean, it's just established. And yet, our last 15 months, 79 people come to faith in Christ. At one time, we had 41 people being mentored at the same time through this process. We birthed... Sunday school classes like you wouldn't believe. I mean, we ran out of space. We had to put classes in my house, in my office, in the choir room, in the sanctuary. Had to divide the fellowship hall into classes. Started new ministries. Prison ministries. Homebound ministries. Missions to Ukraine, to Romania. Bus ministries. I didn't get these things. I didn't start these ministries. I just prayed. And through people who went through the process, God called them out. God called a young man I feel led to go to Ukraine to preach. All right. Had two women call and said, we feel led to do missions to children whose parents are incarcerated in jail. What do you want to do? We want to have a pizza fellowship at the uh, skating rink. We want to provide pizza for them, pay for the kids to skate. We want to share Jesus with them. I mean, ministry is being started left and right. Royal ambassadors, GAs, Men's ministries, women's ministries. When I went there, we didn't have Jack. We didn't have Diddley. We didn't have Jack Diddley Squat. Nobody wanted to do anything. You know, It was an established church. Oh, we've done that before. It didn't work. We've done it before. It didn't work. Well, the people who went through this process, guess what? They had a purpose. And that's what's so sad in our churches. we got people sitting on the pews. No purpose. No purpose whatsoever. There's a story of a lady, this told a lady who was on a bridge want to commit suicide. And so she got on this bridge and, and man, there's a young man, he saw her on the bridge and he thought she's gonna commit suicide. Well she jumped. Well the guy, he jumped in to go rescue her. On the way down, he realized he couldn't swim. You know? So he hit the water, I mean he's I mean he's he's gonna drown the woman realizing that the guy was drowning, who was going to end her life, she in turn went and rescued him. Who rescued you? Who rescued who? Well, the woman found that she had a purpose. We got so many people in the pews of our churches that need rescuing. Need rescuing. Because they have no purpose. And and it's up to us, past I mean leaders, to help them understand, oh, you have a purpose. It's God's purpose. His mission is lostness. And that's your mission, to help reduce lostness. And let me tell you, when you have a purpose, man, it changes, it changes things. My wife would tell you, man, I, I, I get so excited when we'd go out to Walmart or, or wherever we'd go, you know, I have my wallet would be stacked full of cards, you know. And i be walking, I'm I'm on a mission. Now, I'm not going to witness to every single person. You know, I'm 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 stalking. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking for that one person who's not engaged. And I go straight to them and I begin to share. Now I had my staff go with me and witness that sharing. Man, and to see someone respond to faith in Christ Jesus, man, that's just glorious. You know, and you think I may have to have 99 encounters, 99, before I come to that 100th encounter, and that person responds to faith in Christ Jesus. Man, that that's worth it all. You know? I mean, Jesus Christ spilled His precious blood for us. Can't we be willing to spill something for Him? <laughs> you know? And so we need to help our members, our church, understand you have a purpose. And your life mission is to fulfill God's mission and when you look at the life of Jesus very easy to understand he was driven was he not it's it's easy to understand the driver in his life Jesus said I didn't come on this earth to, to fulfill my mission but to fulfill the mission of God what was God's mission seek and save the lost that was the mission And Jesus, He was driven to do that. And that should be the driver in every single believer's heart. Jesus should be that driver. Amen? If He's the driver in our heart, guess what? We're going to have that same passion. And that's why I want to rekindle our churches, man. Jesus being a driver and have a passion to reduce lostness. And to have a passion to raise up that next generation of kids. To reach their kids. To reach their peers. And so that's what you'll learn through this process of of operational multiplication. And so here's the Call to Joy book. This thicker book is a leader's book. This is a student's book. And so they go page by page, week by week. And the leader leads that person through these lessons. And I want to share with you, just share, read you some of these uh, these sessions they're going to cover. Um, for instance, uh, you just want someone to faith in Christ Jesus. What typically happens when someone responds to faith in Christ Jesus in a local church? The name gets written down on a church roll and they sit on a pew. With well, through this process, Every time someone responds to faith in Christ Jesus, we immediately link them up to a discipler. And that discipler walked with them for seven weeks through this material here, and then through 11 weeks through this material. And here's the lessons here. The love of God. Learning to walk. The perfect example. The secret of godliness. Principles for Living in Victory. Quiet time readings. Some of the best material you'll ever encounter in leading a new believer to grow in Christ Jesus. I mean the, the quiet time readings are just fantastic. And in the very back of the leader's book, there is a resource section. Notice these notice the topics here. Follow up and overview. Developing a meaningful relationship. A New Testament approach to ministry. Association with Jesus. The need for multiplying disciples. Discipleship as a lifestyle. See, we've gotten away from that. uh, So, seven weeks of this, and then they go into call to growth, and you'll notice... small book is a leader's book, the thicker book is a student's book. There is maturity, there's growth. And I had people who went through this process, who've been in Sunday school 30 plus years, say they learned more in 18 weeks than 30, 40 years of Sunday school. Why? What was the difference? The difference was there was accountability they was able to meet one on one with the discipler, and they were to they got to share their quiet time readings. They got to share their Bible readings. They got to ask questions. They got to be taught how to bear witness. And I tell you what, I lived for it. At one time, I'd be I'd be mentoring three guys in a week. And right now, I'm mentoring a local pastor in, in our area. New pastor. We we've been started this process. Uh, didn't know anything about doing a quiet time. He said, man, it was hard. And now he's doing it. It's, it's changing his life. He didn't like using gospel tracts. He just saw people just put them on tables or stuff, and he didn't believe in using tracts. I said, no, man, you don't you just put it on a table. Use it. Engage someone with it. And so now he's using gospel tracts. It's changed his ministry. I shared this material with a pastor down in South Georgia, and uh, he, he shared it with his church had 15 people go through the process. 15 people. He asked me to come preach at his church on discipleship. So I went and preached on discipleship, gave an invitation, seven more people responded to go through the process. And these individuals said it changed their church. It changed their church. They have royal ambassadors. They have GAs. You see, you can't lead where you haven't been yourself. And I, I love royal ambassadors. I believe in royal ambassadors. I mean... As a royal, are uh, you guys ever done royal ambassadors? I mean, you, I want to show you this, the pledge. As a royal ambassador, I will do my best to become a well-informed, responsible follower of Christ. What does that sound like? Discipleship. Discipleship. As a royal ambassador, there is no one on planet Earth that outranks us. Because we are ambassadors of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Not even the President of the United States outranks us. So as a royal ambassador, I will do my best to become a well-informed, responsible follower of Christ to have a Christ-like concern for all people to learn how to carry the message of Christ around the world, to work with others and sharing Christ, to keep myself clean and healthy in mind and body. That's a pledge that every single man woman, boy and girl can live by till Jesus Christ comes again. And if every person was living that pledge out daily, guess what? That would reduce lostness. Would it not? And so I always, when I talk with men in churches I say, start here. I believe every single man in the church should be involved in this ministry right here. Mentoring. Every man, mentoring. And then, guess what? As you got men who are developed, every man should be involved in the process of mentoring those boys. Royal Ambassadors is the best missions discipleship there is, period. There's nothing that compares to Royal Ambassadors, where men pour into boys, where men help teach these boys great skills to apply to these mission fields. And so you can't leave where you haven't been before. And so, reason so many times, royal ambassadors is not as successful as it should be is because of leaders. You don't put someone who is a milk baby Christian, or someone who's not a growing Christian. I mean, they're I mean they're they're spiritually immature. Work with boys. Now, I've, I've been in ministry thirty six years. I've served on nominating committees. The last person to be picked by the nominating committee in a church is what typically it's your men's guy or role ambassador's guy. I say, man, we ought to put our very best. <laughs> you know, because you're only strong as your weakest link in the church. And guess who tends to be the weakest link in our churches? Men. Men. And guys, we got to reverse that trend. We need men to be the strongest link in the church. We need men stepping up to their, their rightful place of leadership, of spiritual leadership in the church. And it's got to start with their life. And so if you begin the process of mentoring men, this process, guess what? It's going to change their life. Guess what? It's not going to change their life. It's going to change their church, their home. Their home is going to be affected. And then their home is going to affect the church. And the church is going to affect their schools and the community. And it starts right here through mentoring. I had, I could tell you story after story of people who came to faith in Christ Jesus and one that comes to my mind right now is Lanny Quick. He was a biker, alcoholic, drug addict, never darkened the doors of a church in his entire life. His, he was married to Candace. His wife, Candace, is leaving him, taking their child, going back to Florida. She drove by our church, and the Holy Spirit of God compelled her to come in because God had transformed our church. His church in in New Prospect, in Lawrence, South Carolina. She came and worshiped with us. God got all over her. She came out and said, will my husband welcome this church? I said, absolutely. You don't know us. He'll be welcome. So I went to his house on Monday, invited him to church. I ain't going to tell you what he told me. That Sunday... He come walk through the doors. Blue jeans, white button-down dress shirt, hair in a ponytail down to his rear. He had tattoo, I mean, you know, he was he was a biker. Four weeks later, he and his wife walked out aisle, made a profession of faith in Christ Jesus. And I said, Since y'all come as a couple, I want y'all to be at my house Wednesday night as we begin a journey. They showed up. Man heaven came down. My wife and I, were in a huddle, Man, we're bawling, we're crying, we're praising Jesus, leading to the first process operation, uh, through uh, operation multiplication, understanding the gospel. Four weeks later, I baptized him, he and his wife. He didn't cut his hair. He's up every morning memorizing scripture. Goes to work, people say, hey man, what happened to you? He says, "This here's the new Lanny, the old Lanny is dead. Week after week, he's bringing people to faith in Christ Jesus. Everybody he knew was lost. You see, we, in the church, we waste our most precious resource. People. When a person comes to faith in Christ Jesus, if we don't mentor them, if we don't develop them, if we don't teach them God's purpose, we just wasted a tremendous resource to impact lostness. Would you agree? And same thing with these kids. If these kids come to the church, guess what? We, the church, provide the action. Our role in the church is to produce... Godly offspring. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That means we got to invest in our kids, in, in programming, in developing them. And it takes time. It's a sacrifice. But, I mean, there's no better process through Royal Ambassadors because through Royal Ambassadors, you're learning how to live out the Royal Ambassador Pledge through that material. And through that material... And, of course, this is not re training. I'm just trying to share with you resources that will help you accomplish this right here. I have a handout that I use on leading role Ambassadors in Georgia. I'm going to give these to you. If you don't have role Ambassadors, I'd be more than happy to come help you develop a role ambassador ministry in your church. But through that process, and what, why, why get, how I get there from what I've been talking about, in my last church, men who went through operational education, they were the guys who were leading our missions education. And I mean, we had a best mission education there was. And those men were on mission and they were teaching our boys, raising those boys up on how to be at mission in your home, how to be on mission in your church, how to be on mission in your community. They were raising those boys up to be on mission. And through this material... This here is a resource book. It's a Royal Ambassador resource book. It's on our website. You can download it. It's like the RA Bible for missions education. You don't have to invent the wheel. It's already here. Tons of mission growth, mission activities, tons of stuff to teach those boys how to be on mission for Jesus Christ. Uh, Camp Craft. You need, you need interest events to draw boys in. You need interest events to draw men in. In my last church, through this process, Operation Modification, we gave birth to Royal Ambassadors. We gave birth to Challengers, Challengers being the older uh, boys. We gave birth to Men's Ministries. Every quarter, we had a huge Men's Event. And I mean, we'd have 150 plus men. And the deal was, invite lost men. Our women did us. They have over 200 plus women. But we had to say in our church, there's no place like this place, so this must be the place. We were daily cultivating men to be on mission, cultivating young boys to be on mission, cultivating girls to be on mission. And they they discovered their purpose and they were fulfilling their mission because they were acquiring the skills to do that. And daily, I mean, you know, I preached a sermon years ago, crickets in the baptistry. Because some of our baptistries, they're never filled with water. And there's a lot of crickets in the baptistry. But that church, man, we kept water in the baptistry. Because we expect people to come faith every, every week. We expect people to make decisions for Christ. And we expect to have baptism almost every week. That should be the purpose of the church. But you got to start cultivating it. you got to develop your men to have a passion for that. And those men have to teach those boys. And through role Ambassadors you have camp crafts, you have camping, you got hiking, you got biking, you got so many skills that you can teach those boys through this process. Draw them in. Now you know Boy Scouts has gone through what they've gone through. But Royal Ambassadors was here in the United States for Boy Scouts. Royal Ambassadors 1908, Boy Scouts 1910. We had the first Camp Craft Skills Manual. And so, uh, this is on the website. Downloadable free. also have this, this handbook. We have, we have events at Camp Kaleo. We have uh, our next big event that's coming up is uh, the first weekend in November. It's called Reaching the Nations, the Race for Missions Congress. And uh, in that process, we're going to have a 5K wildwood run or a hike. We're going to have one of my biggest events. It's called Mission Possible Obstacle. The tag with that is, without teamwork, the mission is not possible. We have got to work together to fulfill God's mission. Don't you agree? And so it's an obstacle course that will take the boys or girls about an hour, hour and a half to navigate that. And they got to work together to do it. We're going to have missionaries there to share what they're doing to reach lostness. And we're all doing this working together. That's the quarter program. The quarter program. We working together through missions giving, through missions study, through missions development to reach lostness. And it starts, what did I say? My life. You start right there. If you don't get that right, it's not going to happen. Then you pour it to your family. Then your church. Then your school, your community, your association, your state, your nation, your world. And when you go through this whole process, it will literally change the way you do church. It will change the way uh, you do missions in your local church. Now,
1: I have on my website,
0: and on the, in that handout, the very back page, you'll see a ga uh, ga.ra.org. And you can go to that website and click on resources. Let's see. Put my code in here, get this thing up and running. But you can find resources that will help you. Uh, I just went to my uh, site, George Royal Ambassadors, and I clicked on resources and it pulled up all those resources. All those resources are downloadable at no cost. Just print. And with technology the way it is, you can get you a a tablet like this and you can just use it on your tablet. don't have to print it. But you got both those Big old books there, it's on there. Also have on that book, on that website, this resource. It's called The Journey. And this is a, a piece for your for your high school students to help them. Accomplish the mission of those nine fields. You can't eat an elephant in one bite. You know that? And so, they're mile markers. And the way this works here, they would focus on my life for four, mile, four miles. Uh, there's four processes. So like The first uh, lesson would be, uh, write your testimony. Now, I, I did a challengers group at a church, and the first session... Of that thing, I led three boys of faith in Christ Jesus. The first session. Because they had to write their testimony. They had to do a survey. What do you stand in relation to God? Well, they didn't have a relation with Jesus Christ. And so that night, I was able to share the plan of salvation, lead those boys of faith in Christ Jesus, and when they came back, I had Bibles for them. And those boys never owned a Bible. And they come back week after week with their Bible in that box. They didn't want to mess their Bible up pull that battle out of that box and so we focus on life for five, four markers you, you had to accomplish for each mile a, a lesson completed and then you move to mile marker two then mile marker three then mile marker four once you finish all four miles for my life then you move to your family mile marker number one invite your challengers leaders to your house to meet your family Mile marker two, uh, develop a family tree. Identify people in your family who are lost and develop a plan to reach lostness. You see, I mean, each, each mile marker, there was a lesson or a skill they were supposed to do before they could move to the next mile marker. Isn't that beautiful? So you do my life and then you move to my, my home and then my church. Oh man, my church is great. Like the first mile marker, visit another church. Go see another church. Do a walkthrough. And see how freely they are. You know, I've been doing this for, like I said, I'm in my 18th year. I go to some churches, and man, there's signs, there's good signage, so you know where you're going and stuff. I've been to some churches where, man, I show up, not a person speak to me. You know, I mean, I've gotten to some churches before the members got there, and I'd be out there on the stoop. Hey, how are you doing? I'm Michael Fla. Who are you? I'm, 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 your, I'm, your, I'm your preacher. <laughs> you know, freak them out, I freak them out, you know. <laughs> uh, but but through that, through that material, I mean, you're training kids, you're giving them skills along the whole way. Like, one of them is interview a pastor, interview a church staff member, do this. And they come back. After doing that skill, they come back and they share with the group. And see, we don't have that anymore. We need to get back to hands-on developing, hands-on mentoring, teaching the skills, purpose-filled, mission-skilled in order to fulfill God's mission. And uh, I know that's a lot to be said in an hour and fifteen minutes. I hope you know. You got any questions or anything you want to add to? I hope it's been beneficial to you. Uh, Is that Guild on that website, too? Yes, uh, that's all on the that's website. All on there now, this material right here, uh, you can go to uh, the organization that gets this, uh, Evangelism Operation Multiplication, Google it, and this material can be purchased through Billy Hanks' organization right at $30, $29.95. Uh, but I get them a bunch of them, and I sell for $20. And this material covers two people. This material covers the mentor, and the mentee. And so, you, you cannot you cannot go anywhere and find, even at twenty nine ninety five you would not find material that, this much because your latest material is forever. I mean, you just keep going and going and going. And what I did in my last church is I ordered Call to Joy. This is Operation Multiplication, but I ordered Call to Joy packets, which is the Call to Joy book and a spiritual journal. So every time I had a new person, uh, like, Brian, if you already mentored someone, you come back, "Hey, I know another faith in Christ. I need another call to joy packet." so you give them that. You don't want to give a new believer this whole packet. that'd freak them out. You get a new believer, the small, just the small book. They would uh, go home with just these two books right here. That's not going to freak them out. <laughs> but for the leader, you get the big packet, and uh, you go through with another leader. And you already got your new believers material with your packet. So when you went to sowing the faith in Christ Jesus, you go ahead and start the journey. Let me tell you, everyone who's gone through this process said it's changed their lives. It's changed their lives. And that material is also, I think I got that on the website as well. Uh, I'm going to give you my cards. And if you guys got any questions, man. Call me. I'd be glad to come to your church. Whatever you need to help you develop a comprehensive strategy to develop the next generation to develop this plan in your local church. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Do you got any questions? Yes, sir. Great. Well, I hope this has been beneficial to you. I know it's a lot to cover, but... Uh, I really like that. I mean I think that that is a good uh, icebreaker. Oh yeah a good conversation starter and because I think that people people in general are they're so skeptical and you know and what's what's this person you know is this some kind of lunatic oh, yeah. or you yeah. know um, but I think that's a good icebreaker and unless them know that you're not, you know, trying to scam them or beat them out of money. Or. Oh, well, she's been with me. She says, she says, Mike. You to be careful. Guys. She said, you gotta be careful. <laughs> you know, cause I mean, I would. I, I mean, complete strangers. And man, when I'm talking to a guy, man, and, but it, and it does. It just, I mean, it just brings that wall straight down. I mean you. I pray with guys. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, at the car works the guy had to leave. He was waving a towel, and I said, can I pray with you? And he said, absolutely. And of course, he said he wasn't too sure. You know, I began to share with the rope and rope, but then he got caught up. I kind of I took him by the hand and man, and prayed with him. And I've I, I not had one bad experience ever. But like I said, when I hold his car, I mean, I keep them. Can I show you something? And I just put his car, which one's bigger? And I make sure I hold them up where the bottoms are just right level. And they're like, man, the, the red's bigger. And I go, oh, really? I, sometimes just I tap, watch this now. I tap the car like that and go, which, What? <laughs> You know, and I just I just do things. You know, and it's, oh man, you, you flipped it. Oh, you flipped it, man. Oh, I, oh really? And, I turn back and then, I, then I swap hands. Then I, then I swap hands like this, and I go like this. <laughs> You're a magician, man. Three people out at Walmart. Her? I mean, I, I, I did, I did a sales see. associate, you know, and she screamed and went around and got some people. I had an audience of six people at Walmart doing this with them. And they all just listen and watching, and then I share those two truths with them because all the time I gave me, you know. But at least, hey, that that's you know that's called that's a nugget. You got you can share a gospel nugget, you can share your testimony, or you can share a gospel track. I shared a biblical, two biblical truths right there and gave them cards. And I always keep them in pocket. And uh, like I said, you're right. It it disarms people. And like I said, you can order these things. And, uh, uh, like I said, I ordered a thousand. And I was giving away those kids. And, man, they, they, uh, you, the staff was loving. Well, let me pray with you guys. And, and thanks again for being with me. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. Father, I just want to thank these two men. Father, I just pray, dear God, you just bless them as they continue this conference. Father, I just pray, Lord, you just, Lord, just uh, fill them, Father, to overflowing. And, Father, go back to their churches, Father. And, Lord, they share. And, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, Every single person gathered here at this conference, dear God, will experience Your glory, Your might, Your power, Father. Lord, you would unleash us. Lord, to fulfill Your purpose, for we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Bless I Brian. Yes,